Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Matt Densky continues our summer series, Disciple, and talks about life with Jesus. Matt opens up with an activity that relates to how we can see our relationship with Jesus as monotoned and boring, and how we commonly ask, is this all there is? We look at Acts 4, verses 1-13, through 13, where Peter and John went from fear-filled to faith-filled. They were recognized in verse 13 as having been with Jesus by their actions and words, and Matt challenges us to ask if others can say this about us. Do our words and actions show that we've been with Jesus? We hope you enjoy this message. Hey everyone, welcome to another great week here at Fellowship Greenville Students. We are so glad you are joining us. My name is Matt Densky, and I'm the student pastor here at Fellowship, and uh, from wherever you're watching this morning, I just want you to know that you are loved and you are missed, and even though that we're not in person, you still belong here. Uh, nothing would ever disqualify you from that. And so we hope you're having a great week so far, and we just want to thank you for joining us. We kicked off a new series a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's a self-named series. It's just called Disciple. And in this series, we're looking at what it means to be a disciple of Jesus specifically. And maybe that language, the word disciple, is one of those super familiar words that you know what it means but you don't know what it means. You know you know what I mean? <laughs> and so you've heard it so many times, but maybe you don't quite know what it means. Simply put, a disciple is someone who has decided to follow someone else and adopt and absorb their lifestyle into their own. And as disciples of Jesus, we've decided to follow Jesus, to look at his life and look at the things he said and he did and adopt and absorb those things into our lives to make our lives look more like his. So we are disciples of Jesus. And we started this series as kind of a piggyback on what the adult services are doing. And they've broken disciple down uh, into very, very simple language. Uh, we, we've been using a triangle and the three points of the triangle define the disciple, but a disciple is someone who experiences life in Jesus, who is experiencing life in community, and who is experiencing life on mission. So you have this faith in Jesus, you, you are sharing life together, and then you're inviting other people into this thing uh, because of your love and faith in Jesus Christ. And so you know, the concept of being a disciple is something I'm so passionate about. I didn't grow up with Jesus. I didn't grow up in the church. I was introduced to him late in life. And um, and I stepped into student ministry back in 2005 with a heart and a, a passion and a burden for the next generation for you guys because uh, I just didn't grow up with it. But, you know, one of the most common conversations that I have with students is they they tell me that they just feel like something is missing like something is just not quite there and you know in our culture uh, especially here in the south it is so common and traditional and cultural and normal to believe in jesus and to go to church and and that's it kind of gets reduced to to those actions and so for a, for a lot of students, you've grown up kind of with this, with this understanding that here's what it means to be a Christian. You go to a building on Sunday and you listen to 
a sermon or a message from this book, the Bible, and you sing some songs, and you try to be a really good person somehow, and wash, rinse, repeat, see you next week. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, it's kind of been reduced down to a very shallow, uh, a very ritualistic, very repetitive, non-exciting thing. And, and of course, so many of, of your generation and my generation are saying, man, it just feels like there's something missing. Isn't there more to this? And we're almost scared to ask that question because it's like, is God going to strike me with lightning that I seem, uh, that it just seems like there's something missing from my relationship with him? And no, he wouldn't. In fact, the disciples themselves, I think, struggled with that very thought. So I want to give maybe an idea of what I think is going on. Uh, We just had our third child, my beautiful bride and I just had our third child, a little girl, first girl in the family. And so, you know, one of the common toys that we have for our kids is like you have certain shaped objects and then you have a box with holes in it and you have to put these shapes and match them up to these holes, right? So you might have like a square peg and, and the child has to find the square hole, you might have a round peg and they have to find the round hole, you might have like a star-shaped little peg and they have to fit it in the star hole. And the idea is to teach them just some basic skills and and be able to recognize shapes and, and just some engineering skills of like, this square does not fit in this circle or this star, I've got to match it up to the specific shape. But imagine if we had that toy and it had a a circular hole, a square hole, and a star hole. Imagine if we had that toy and all we gave them was a square, a square peg. And they would play with it and they would try to put the square peg in the round hole and it wouldn't work and they would try to put the square peg in the star hole and it wouldn't work and then they'd try to put the square peg in the square hole and it works and they're like, whoa, I did it! And it's exciting for a minute. But you can't help but wonder, but like, what about these other shapes here? You don't have you don't have anything there? Like you don't have a star peg for me or a circle peg for me? You only have the the square peg? It just it just like there's something going on. I'm able to put the square peg in the square hole, but it just seems like something's missing. This isn't that fun. In fact, the box makes it seem like it's going to be way fun cuz you see all these shapes and you're going to get to plug them in and then you give me the game and it's it's just this one peg fits that one hole. It's like, that gets old after a while. And I feel like we've done something like that with Jesus over the years, where we've taken this magnificent, amazing thing, God in the flesh, a real person who lived in history, who said things and did things that eventually got him murdered. And he rose from the dead. He defeated death. He came back to life. This is a real event in a real timeline in history. And we're claiming this is true. And we believe this happened. And we're giving our whole lives to this to this man and these things and we're this is our 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 faith and and you get this picture and just like wow and then you kind of get into it and it's like we go to a building on Sundays and we hear something we may or may not understand from this book and we sing some songs and we try to be good whatever that means and then we come back next week and if we're honest 
it just doesn't seem like our life is that affected by Jesus. And I think it's because we've reduced the idea of being his disciple down to, yeah, I know there are multiple options. I know there's a circle hole and a star hole and a triangle hole and a oval hole and a, and a half circle hole. I, I know all that, but here's a square peg. Have fun with that one thing. Like, please hear me. Going to church and singing and reading the Word, studying the Word, and, and joining together with other believers, those are very important things when understood in the right context. But those things in and of themselves is not all that there is to following Jesus. And I think your generation ha- has got this bad taste in their mouth because it's like, is this it? And I want to say, no, it's not it. There's so much more to it. There's so much more beauty and richness and amazing things to it than that. So what does it mean to be a disciple, truly a disciple? My mind was going so many places as I thought about this sermon, this this um, this idea, and truly there are so many. I immediately went to Luke chapter 9, verse 23, uh, one of the most beautiful verses, I think. Jesus says, if anyone would would come after me, if anyone wants to follow me, in other words, if anyone wants to be my disciple, you've got to deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Like, those are the parameters of what it means to be a disciple. That's not the exhaustive list. It's not everything, but those are some things. But, I mean, simply translated, Jesus is saying, hey, listen, if, if you want to follow me, and I don't mean the trendy way, I don't mean the cultural way, I don't mean in name only, but never living it. I mean, if you truly want to be my disciple, You've got to deny yourself. And here's what that means. It basically means you're putting your agenda in the back seat and you're letting God's agenda drive the car. That you are submitting yourself to the will of God. That you're basically saying, God, I love you. I trust you. You're in charge. My plans, my life is now your plans and the life you want for me. And see, already there, we're, we're confronted with this idea that because here in America, it's so easy to be like, well, I have my plans and my dreams, and I just want to add Jesus into this thing. And it's like, no, 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 no. Jesus gets to decide those things now. Because by denying yourself, you've surrendered to him. You're submitting to the will of God. Jesus says, deny yourself, take up your cross daily. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean wear a cross necklace? No. Does that mean get a big old piece of lumber, like haul it around daily? No. What Jesus is saying is, associate yourselves with me daily. Embrace the suffering that's going to come from following me daily. Empathize with my pain that I went through for you daily. Identify yourselves with me daily. And then follow me. Or very, very simply put, come with me, walk with me, live with me. It's a beautiful invitation. The disciples themselves, in the Bible, the disciples themselves, they were teenage boys. They were 13, 14, 15 years old. Uh, I know we, we tend to think they were like 30, 40, 50. They weren't. They were teenagers. And, um, and they had this idea in mind about who Jesus is, about who he was supposed to be. And the reality is Jesus didn't live up to their expectations. Jesus didn't match what they had in mind. And so they became disappointed in Jesus. In fact, I think they were probably asking a similar question that maybe we ask sometimes. 
Like, is, is, is this it? Was that it? I thought, I thought it was going to be different. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be life changing. I thought something amazing was going to come from that. They thought Jesus was going to become this leader, this revolutionary in Jerusalem, in Israel. And they thought he was going to be a military leader who overthrowed Rome and sat on the throne and then led his people to victory. And when Jesus died, their dream of victory died with him. You see, this whole time, they were expecting conquering king, and they had no context for suffering servant. And so when Jesus died on a cross and was put in the ground, was put in the tomb, their hopes and dreams were devastated. They locked themselves away in a room. They became fearful. They scattered. They hid themselves away. It wasn't until the resurrection of Jesus and his revealing himself to them that they actually became emboldened and and courageous. They became faith-filled instead of fear-filled. Jesus revealed himself to them and connected all the dots, these missing links. In other words, Jesus gave them, hey, the board of shapes, and you've been expecting all these things. Well, let me go ahead and give you, here's the star peg. Here's the circle peg. Here's the oval peg. Here's the triangle peg. Here's the polygon peg. Let me give you all these things because now you're going to see it. And the disciples had this aha moment and they were awakened to the magnificence and beauty of Jesus and what it meant to be his disciple. You see, they had locked Jesus in this box. He's going to be just this way. He's going to do these things. It's going to be like this. It's going to be amazing. And they eliminated all those other possibilities and shapes. And they left themselves with a little square peg with a board that had tons of shapes. And they're like, man, is, is, is this it? Like he died? That was it? Jesus had to reveal to them what they've been missing all along. And similarly, it's so easy for us to say, yeah, following Jesus looks like this. You go to church, you hear a sermon, you sing songs, you try to be good, and you come back next week. We, we've, we have this beautiful board of options, and we've limited Jesus to this one shape that goes in this one hole. Jesus is saying, I'm so much more than that. Luke 9.23, to be my disciple means you surrender yourself to the will of God. Allow him to control your life and the outcome of your life. That you associate with Jesus through his suffering and his resurrection. You, you take up the cross daily and, and you walk with him. You follow him. It's a relationship. It's not a ritual. It's not, it's not based on these religiosity movements. I, I go to this building once a week and I don't even know what they're talking about and I'm a Christian because that's what my parents were. That's not what it's all about. It's about this real organic relationship that gives life and passion and excitement to everything we do. Jesus was a real man who lived in a real time at a real place and there was a real event of his life and death and his resurrection. And we're saying... Yeah, we believe that. And we think he gives the best life possible. To be a disciple of Jesus means that we allow Jesus to reveal himself to us. We don't lock him in a box, but we surrender to him and experience life like we've never experienced it before. To walk with him, to have a relationship with him. I love you guys. And I pray and I hope um, that we would experience the real Jesus, not the contained, packaged Jesus 
but a real living relationship with him. Have a great week.